0: Welcome to another episode of the Press Coverage Podcast. I am your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker. And today, man, it's like Christmas, right? I mean, I've been waiting for this day for the last, really since probably the middle of last year when Jimmy Garoppolo, actually the beginning of the year when Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. So being the 49er fan, it's been tough. The only thing we've had to look forward to over the last four years has been the NFL draft. Right. And Nick Bosa today. Good. Nice pick. Got an edge rusher. Complete defensive line. All right. But more surprising was the lack of receivers and defensive backs that went first round. All right. So if you go back a couple of weeks, it was Daniel Jeremiah. He said, don't be surprised if only one receiver goes first round. And that one receiver that he mentioned was Hollywood Brown who happened to be the first receiver taken today, the first of two, all right? And uh, def- on the defensive side of the ball, man, DeAndre Baker, the first cornerback taken, that was a surprise. So literally, my top five receivers and top five defensive backs are still intact. Nobody from my top five on either side of the ball have been drafted and are all available at the top of the second round. That's a surprise, right? So DK Metcalf. Hasn't been drafted. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Hakeem Butler, Riley Ridley. From our cornerbacks, Byron Murphy, Trayvon Mullins, Sean Bunting, Greedy Williams, Justin Lane. Nobody. None of these guys went first round. I'm extremely surprised, all right? So, let's get to Hollywood Brown first. So, Hollywood Brown, the receiver from Oklahoma. I mean, he's coming off of a, what do they call it, Liz Frank injury, right? It's It's to his foot or his ankle, you know, really bad Injury that he had that kind of hampered him in the college football playoffs. You know, you go back to the Alabama game. He was not himself. He was not himself. You know, he kind of was, you know, dropping balls. You could tell that a lot of his focus was on that that, that foot that was, you know, hurt. Right? It was hurting him. So he dropped a few passes, three, four passes. I was like, man, what's wrong with this guy? And everybody told me, like, oh, he's hurt. And I'm like, okay, so that's the issue. So, but he still... You know, regardless of all that, extremely explosive player. It makes a lot of sense for him to go to the Baltimore Ravens, right? And my thought process is they have a quarterback who's not the most accurate, right? Lamar Jackson, he is not the most accurate quarterback. He's probably not going to hit guys on, you know, just, you know, consistently tight window throws, slants. So what do you do, right? A lot of times when you have a quarterback like that, you do one or two things. You get them in very large receiver where the catch radius is a lot, you know, larger than a smaller guy. So he just has to throw the ball to an area and the receiver can go up and get it. Or you get to a speedy guy. That's just going to have a ton of separation and you just throw it out there as far as you can and you lead him and he runs underneath it. And they went with that route. The Ravens went with that with that route for Lamar Jackson. So Hollywood Brown, the speedster. I'm I'm really excited to see how that works out. My 49ers actually play the Ravens later in the year, so we'll see how that works, see if our guys can run downfield with this kid. You know, it sounds like he's going to be missing a lot of offseason OTAs, mini camps, but should be ready to go by training camp. Now, the other surprise was, or this was was a surprise, Nikhil Harry. My notes on Nikhil Harry aren't very good, but when the Patriots draft him, it's like, you start second-guessing everything that you thought about a player, right? It's like, man, the Patriots drafting him. am like, what do I know? Because I, I don't have him in my top five. And then I said, you know what? The Patriots don't have the best track re- record for drafting receivers. So maybe I'm not wrong, right? So Nikhil here, let, let, let's get into him. I think he's a bigger slot. And if you kind of look at what the Patriots have done with their receivers, I mean, they, they have slot receivers, right? So he, he's probably not going to play in a slot there and he's nothing like the slot receivers that that they currently have. He's not like the Julian Edelman's or the Danny Amendola's that they, you know, previously had. He's a lot bigger. He doesn't create as much separation. But one thing with the Patriots that I've known them to do is use guys for a very specific role. They usually don't use guys for multiple roles. So, you know, think, you know, about a guy like Odell Beckham, that's my favorite receiver, so that's the first guy that came to my mind. If you watch him play for the Giants, and now Browns, but for the Giants, they moved him everywhere. He played outside on the left, outside on the right, played in the slot. They start him out wide, motion him down, tight splits. They do all these different things with him to free him up, give him the ball. He was a focal point in the offense. The Patriots don't run their offense like that. They have specific roles for everybody, and I think they're going to have a very specific role for Nikhil Harry. Now, what exactly that is? I'm not 100% sure yet, but I do know that does give, you know, Tom Brady another downfield threat, especially if you don't have Josh Gordon coming back. So it was a very surprising pick just because of the notes I had on him, struggle with separation. Uh, when guys weren't scared of him, he was, you know, it was hard for him to, you know, get off of guys. He doesn't have good releases. There's all these little the nuances of route, route running, just being a receiver that he's going to have to learn. We saw guys like, you know, Chad Ocho Cinco struggled with that, right? Chad Johnson went there. We thought he was just going to be some great receiver, and he, and he and he struggled. I mean, he barely even played. And I could see something like that happening with Nikhil Harry. Now, I'll never, you'll never see me um, label someone a bust before they even step on the field. And a lot of times, I give guys two to three years to kind of really prove exactly, you know, who they are, or are they going to get better, Are they going to work out? All right. So I'm not going to get into what Nikhil Harry, what I think he will be. But what I've seen so far is he struggles with a lot of the little things that I believe the Patriots are looking for. And since they drafted him, and they know a lot more than I do, I'm probably completely wrong on this. So, Nikhil Harry, I, I wish the best for him, the Patriots, all these guys. I want to see these guys succeed. But I'm very surprised with where he went and who he went before. All right, so let's get into some of these guys, or, 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 you know, let's jump to the the cornerback side now. So, with the cornerbacks, again, I listed off a lot of guys that have not been drafted. The Byron Murphy, Trayvon Mullen, Sean Bunton, Greedy Williams, Justin Lane. A lot of these guys are going to be available, probably even maybe some of these guys going into the third round. Right, you're going to have Lonnie Johnson. There's going to be other guys that people like, and they're going to go, you know, sooner than, you know, I probably expect. So, DeAndre Baker, the first guy gone, who, who's a very sound guy, but the, the, the NFL and, and Baker went to the Giants. And we all remember when the Giants drafted Eli Apple extremely high one year. And that was a surprise. They've done it again, this, you know, trading back into the, uh, the end of the first round and grabbing DeAndre Baker. DeAndre Baker is, he's a safe pick, right? I, I don't think that he has a high ceiling. But I don't think his floor is maybe as low as some of the other guys. He's a very physical corner. He's a solid press man, guy. I, I thought he got a little lazy in zone coverage at times um, with his eyes, maybe eyeing the quarterback a little too much and not his keys and was late to some things. And, and there were times I pointed out, I believe they were playing against the – they were playing against Alabama. And they, they had him, but they didn't throw the ball that way. And, I, you know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, maybe I'll – Do a thread where I point out some of these plays. But overall, I think he's a very sound defensive back, but he just doesn't have that top end elite ceiling. And typically, when you see guys go first round, especially at cornerback, that's what guys are looking for. So, I've greedy Williams is not my number one cornerback, but I've expected him to go first just because he has the length, right? He's 6'1, 6'2, long arms. Quick feet, good hips. He has the elite speed. Ran a four three eight forty at the combine. Typically, that's the guy that people look for, um, you know, to go high, right? And and he didn't. I'm very, I'm extremely surprised to see a lot of these guys in the second round. Now, let's figure out some landing spots for some of these guys, okay? And, and I'll start with it with the receivers. DK Metcalf. Where is he going? There was something that came out. Uh, earlier today about his visit with the 49ers, they didn't mesh well for whatever reason. So, you know, I know the 49ers were poking at players and giving them constructive criticism. Some guys take that well, some guys don't. It sounds like maybe DK McCaff didn't take that very well with the 49ers. And who knows how his interviews went with other teams. It doesn't sound like it went all that well. A.J. Brown, a guy who I'm extremely high on, I think he's a very versatile Receiver, He lines up in the slot. Uh, He can play outside. I believe in the NFL, he's going to be more of a guy that plays outside but can slide down inside. But maybe that's why he dropped, right? Maybe guys view him more as a slot. And some guys, some teams aren't going to put as much value into a slot receiver. And then you have Debo Samuel. I thought that Debo would go second round regardless. Now, you have some some teams that might need receivers coming up, right? Arizona Cardinals, they pick first. They pick first in the second round. You have an aging Larry Fitzgerald. You just got Christian Kirk. You have Chad Williams from Grambling, who's whatever. I can very well see them taking a DK Metcalf. I can see them taking A.J. Brown. I can see them taking a Hakeem Butler. I don't know about Debo Samuel because his skill set is very similar to Christian Kirk, but... I believe that D.K., A.J., Hakeem Butler, one of those guys might come off the board for Arizona Cardinals. After that, you have the Raiders picking. I don't know if they're going to take a receiver just yet. They did put a lot of resources into receiver position in the offseason. You had the Antonio Brown trade. You had the Tyrell Williams signing. They also signed Grant, uh, the former—what was he last year? Maybe the Colts? I know before that he was with the Redskins. He's not bad, so we'll see if they're willing to add somebody. And then after that, yeah, have my 49ers. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what the what the 49ers do. If I had to guess, I would say Debo Samuel. And I'm catching a lot of grief on, on Twitter because people are like, well, you love DK. AJ Brown's there. Hakeem Butler. Why would they draft another guy that's similar to Pettis? And, you know, me, I don't look at size. I just look at... What can this guy do for our team? What does he bring to the 49ers that nobody else currently brings, right? And if you look at Dante Pettis, he's nice, very good routes, knows how to get open, but he's not an alpha receiver. I don't think he's a heavy target guy. Uh, Hasn't been very good catching the ball in traffic. Now, maybe he gets better at some of these things, but contested catches, all those things, it was something that looked like it might hurt him a little bit, during the preseason, and it carried over into the regular season, he was banged up a lot. That was tough. All right, so Debo, tough. You can use him on all levels of the field. Plays extremely well. You know, I, I get my breakdown a lot of these guys. I just want to see where these guys are going to go. Again, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely surprised to see my top five receivers and my top five defensive backs still available. All right. Now, day two is coming up tomorrow. Rounds two, rounds three. I'm very curious to see who on this list actually lasts to the third round. There's some receivers that I haven't even mentioned. Kelvin Harmon, uh, JJ Arcega-Whiteside, Miles Boykin, right? There's some cornerbacks that I don't have in my top five. Lonnie Johnson. I don't want to butcher the kid from Penn State's name, but him, right? The cornerback from Penn State. He might go. You have Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Man, there's a ton of talent that is still available out there, especially for rounds two and three. I'm extremely excited to see how this whole thing plays out. As these guys get drafted, I'll see. I'll be on the road, but I'll see if I have threads available, ready to go. Um, I'll tweet them out on the podcast Twitter account. The handle is at PressCov.com. Podcast, so that's at p r e s s c o v podcast. All right, and I and I'll make sure uh, I tweet out some of these, some of these uh, threads I've done for my main account. All right, but um, shoot, that's it. I just wanted to give a brief recap of what's going on, what happened day one, the surprise again, Hollywood Brown injured guy, first receiver taken by Baltimore Ravens. And then we had the first corner off the board, which was DeAndre Baker, was not in my top five. And then a big-time surprise when Nikhil Harry going next to the Patriots of all teams. Man, I'm excited to see tomorrow. So you guys check back in. I'll be doing a recap of day. I should have that late tomorrow night, Uh, see where some of these guys go. Again, I'll be tweeting out threads and everything, so make sure you guys follow. And if you guys listen to this, podcast you like it please subscribe rate it review it five stars are preferred and i appreciate your time right here on the press coverage podcast